Having a streamlined procurement process and a clear procurement strategy is essential to ensure your organization is able to meet its business goals, ranging from profitability to sustainability and more. This is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. Tips and tricks from the pros. Let's do this. This is Smart Consulting Sourcing. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hello and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Hélène and today we will discuss why you need an RFP even when you don't organize a competition. However, before that, let me give you a recap of last week's episode. As a client, you want to always work with the best, but consulting is intangible and it is difficult to measure the performance. Why should you care then? While measuring the performance of consulting service providers is crucial for your business, it's not a methodical and straightforward process. No wonder 57% of companies don't have a systematic performance evaluation system for the consulting category. To begin with, the consulting firm you're familiar with is not always the consulting firm you need. Consulting firms are not commodities, and before you employ them, you should know what types of assignments they excel at. Second, the competency of the partner or project manager is critical to the success of a consulting project. Third, in order to manage your supplier's panel successfully, you must have some measure of its performance. This is the fundamentals of category management. And if you want a more detailed understanding on how your consulting suppliers perform, then there's no better way than getting candid feedback from those who work with them. If you're curious to learn more, you can listen to the complete podcast, Why Measuring the Performance of Consultants Matter. However, this week, I want to discuss why, even with a competition, you still need an RFP. But let's start with the basics. What is an RFP? So there are many consultants out there, and it's quite likely that they are all good ones. However, this doesn't mean that they're going to be right for you. What matters is to have a consultant that you trust and that has the right skills for your project. When you buy goods and services, you have several options. One of them is to issue a request for proposal, an RFP. It's a document that solicits proposal from vendors and outlines the specific requirements for a project. Overall, RFPs offer a number of benefits that can be helpful even when you are only considering one vendor. By taking the time to issue an RFP, you can ensure that your needs are met and that you have a thorough documentation of your decision-making process. And you need to feel like the consultants you're working with have the right expertise and experience to help you. And are not just trying to impress you with everything they claim they can do. And this is where the RFP could come into play. RFPs can be complex and time-consuming, but they are a necessary part of doing business. Why is an RFP important even without a competition? Every business has different needs, and those needs change over time. The request for proposal process is the best way to ensure that you're getting the product or service that best meets your current needs. 
Well, RFPs are often used in situations where there is a significant competition among vendors, they can also be used when a company has a specific vendor in mind. In these cases, the RFP serves as a way to get the vendor to commit to specific terms and conditions. Here in consulting, this is about results as opposed to means. Means is time and materials. It means that the consultants are working by the hour whether you get the desired outcomes or not. But most clients would rather pay a bit more and have the results, right? Of course, the cost must be under control. The first reason why it's so important to uh, have an RFP, no matter what, is that it will be complicated to determine what type of consulting firm you could work with unless you know what your requirements are. For instance, if you have a strategy project, is it a diagnostic or an implementation project that you're looking at? Because they're often not done by the same firms. The next reason is because if you don't define the scope of your project, you cannot know what internal stakeholders will be impacted by the outcome of that project. And why do I talk about change management? Because if you want the changes you implement to stick, you cannot change only the processes and the system. You have to change the mindsets and the ways of working because humans are often change adverse. So in order to maximize the chances of success, you should involve your stakeholders early on in defining scope and aligning expectations. This way, there's less chance for change management issues to derail the project later down the road. The timing is another factor that makes it important. It's a balance between the project's scope, manpower, and internal milestones that determines when it will be completed. If you have a board in six weeks, and this will impact your project, not only on the timeline, but the team needed as well, and potentially the consulting firm that can work on the project. Now let's go to focus on results. And this one is extremely important. The majority of consultants, including management consultants, strategy consultants, and others, commit to outcomes rather than resources. So how could they do that unless you specify the results you want in terms of goals and deliverables? If you don't specify deliverables, you're merely inviting a time and materials project. And if you're dealing with really high-level experts, it may get rather pricey. Additionally, you could get dissatisfied with the value for money. And by the way, some people don't write RFPs even when they're launching a competition. And this brings us to the relative importance of fair competition. You want to organize a fair competition when it's possible and relevant, which isn't always the case. But if it is, you want to do so. And when you already have incumbents, they are familiar with your industry, your context, and your prior work on a given topic. The newcomers you wish to invite to an RFP will be at a disadvantage in that process if you don't put that into writing and communicate it to them. The reality is that your objective when conducting a competitive RFP process is to be able to select among a number of excellent alternatives. Therefore, you must create the ideal conditions for all the consulting companies for them to submit strong bids. And now we're going to talk about results and potential problems in contracts. A consulting project is similar to a marriage in that everything is fine until it isn't. If you haven't planned how, how to terminate the project, whether it's at the end and you're not satisfied, or in the middle because it doesn't deliver, you are in a difficult situation. Moreover, if you've clarified your expectation, if you describe what success looks like and what deliverables you're looking for, you will be able to identify the deviations and either put the consultants back on track or just terminate the project early. 
ultimately the final two components, the cost and the impact, probably the most crucial ones. The cost of the consulting project is directly related to the scope of work or the workload. You already know that how big or small you want your project to be will have a direct impact on how long it will take to deliver and how much it will cost. A project's success is often measured by its impact. This can be an increase in sales, a decrease in production cost, or a better valuation for the company. If the client is too ambitious or the impact is not feasible, the project will be a failure. The scoping phase is a good way to identify such flow. By clearly defining the result and impact of a project, you can ensure that it is achievable and realistic. Otherwise, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. So unlike any other purchase, in consulting, it has to be done in the second way so you, at the same time, clarify the expectation but not restrict the consulting too much. Surely, they can bring the intelligence to the table with their expertise and methodologies. The idea here is that the client, unless he's a former consultant in this specific field, is less knowledgeable than the consultant. Maybe you have to trust them. Besides, there are some regulations attached to that. For instance, in France, a contract might be reclassified as a disguised working if subcontractors are hired but managed directly, paid by the other, paid by the hour, and there is no specific project or work table. Moreover, apart from one reason, which is fair competition, everything else is applicable even if you are not organizing a competition. However, you also want your supplier to be able to make it happen for you. And I'll always remind my clients about the SMART objectives. This is about defining what success looks like. You need to have KPIs on metrics. And in SMART objectives, the A stands for achievable. And that's what it's about. If you're not sure about what is achievable, don't hesitate to initiate the first round of discussion with provider through an RFP, for instance. So do you always need an RFP? Well, if we put it like that, you don't always need an RFP. It means that, of course, you need to define your expectations, but it's not always the right tool for the project. This will depend on how mature you are on your project. If you're wondering if you should launch a project, and if you're looking at your options, and you don't have defined your needs and your scope, it means that you are at your ideation step. Then your best option is probably to go for an RFI, which is a request for information. RFIs are typically used when an organization is not completely clear on the problem that they're trying to tackle and is not yet ready to issue a formal request for proposal. But if you already have your needs laid out and you have started the scoping and you're wondering what type of consulting can help you attain that objective, then indeed you should work with an RFP. So the RFI responses are evaluated by the procurement team and used to shortlist suppliers who will be invited to participate in an RFP process. RFIs can also be used after an RFP has been issued in order to gather additional information about a particular supplier's capabilities or pricing. And talking about RFQs, that stands for Request for Quotation, they are a type of procurement request that businesses use to solicit bids from suppliers for goods and services. RFQs typically include specifications for the product or service being requested, as well as instructions on how to submit a quote. The RFQ process can be used to select a single supplier or to create a shortlist of suppliers that will be invited to submit a more detailed proposal. 
They are often used in industries such as construction, manufacturing, and IT, when there's a lot of competitions and suppliers are able to offer different prices for the same product or service. In these industries, an RFQ can help a company find the best value for their money. However, RFQs are rarely used in the consulting world. The reason for that is that the service delivered by each consulting firm is always different. Even in the same capability, different firms will approach the work differently. As a result, it's difficult to come by proposal on an apple to apples basis. So what do consultants think about it? There is criticism from consultants who state, we don't respond to RFPs, since clients and certain consultants associate RFP and bid procedure. However, this is essentially a shorthand meaning we don't participate in bids. But if you ask them, they want the requirements and expectations to be very clear. The consultant I was talking to the other day said that he has spent our hours refining the scope with his clients because you need stakeholders signed up, make sure the scope is reasonable and all these other stuff before you even start work. They cannot just assume that the client is on board with all its requirements before starting. And since they commit to results, it could lead them to spend more time than expected and therefore lose money. And you give you guys something extra. I've recently, recently had a conversation with a partner from an NBB consulting firm that told me that they were always keeping a buffer when they feel their clients are hesitant on the scope or too ambitious. As a result, you could pay more than you should just because you didn't take the time to sit down and agree on the scope. Additionally, clients occasionally use this to do some brain picking. Then they start the project on their own. You can imagine that consultants are no big fans of this behavior. So to conclude today's topic, a request for proposal is a document that businesses use to solicit bids from potential vendors. The RFP typically outlines the cost and scope of a project and includes a timeline for completion. Vendors then submit their proposal, which are evaluated by the business. The RFP process can be used for a wide range of projects from web designing to event planning and of course, management consulting. In short, RFPs are a vital part of the modern business world and there's a good reasons why they're here to stay. So the key to writing a successful RFP is to be clear and concise about your need. This will help you to attract the right vendors and get the best proposals. And consultants love nothing more than a well-defined RFP because it makes their job easier. So if you're thinking about issuing an RFP, remember to keep it clear, concise, and cost-effective. And that marks the end of a podcast. Next week, I want to talk about consulting fees, the state of the market. So stay tuned. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. If you have other questions about why even without competition you need an RFP, remember you can always contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement and how to buy consulting services. Pro tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and manage it. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Check out the blog at consulting.wiki and find the ebook Smart Consulting Sourcing, a step-by-step guide to getting the best ROI from your consulting. Available on Amazon and other online sellers.
Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.